Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. And Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus. Built with the zero landfill promise, all waste is recycled or reused with more at PrestigeSubaru.com. And Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Experience Asheville on a whole new level on a guided rooftop tour. Enjoy history, award-winning rooftop bars, gorgeous views, and van-chauffeured transportation. Tours daily, year-round, with cover and heated rooftop areas. Find out more at AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on 570 WWNC. Now be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and you can sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club, and you'll receive the latest travel news and travel tips and some really cool upcoming vacation destination opportunities. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website on the iHeartRadio app iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, pretty much every podcast platform now has Speaking of Travel. So congratulations. Go out and listen anytime, anywhere in the whole wide world. Well, I'm excited because today is the day that we're continuing our Speaking of Travel Climate Listening Project series with Dana Ruggiera, and Dana has a special guest today, Veronica Butcher, joining us from Mothers and Others for Clean Air. And Dana, it is so great to see you on this cold, wintry morning here in in our studio in Asheville. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you, Marilyn. Thank you, Randy. I'm so happy to be here again. Well, I'm excited to talk about Mothers and Others for Clean Air because I know that's an organization that you've been involved with for a long time. And I am excited to talk to Veronica and find out more about what they are doing in this unique partnership of leading public health and child advocacy. Let us hear a little bit about what that is is about. Yeah. Well, I I um recently started a tour with them around the southeast listening to doctors and nurses and medical professionals who are um connecting the climate and air pollution loop and providing real health solutions for children. So the focus really is on children and it's just a great organization. It's a it's a young organization. It's a new organization that's doing really important work. And so Veronica is the interim director and Laura Turner Seidel is the founder. And there's some great folks on the board um, from the Children's Healthcare of Atlanta and also from some different hospitals and just really some folks that have come together to do really good work that is needed right now. You know, we've been now for a full year our series, our Speaking of Travel and Climate Listening Project series, and we've touched on so many different um, uh, issues 
and solutions and awareness and being able to put it put climate change uh, not into a political perspective of any kind, but to be able to look at our climate is changing and dynamics are different. And how does that affect us as human beings, but especially our children, that um, they are the future. And being able to address there are things right now that are happening that are really beyond our control how can we tone that in and do the most work? And it sounds like this organization is really the mover and shaker. Yeah, they're doing such important work in the Southeast um, that is across all lines, right? Because we are all connected by the love for our children and wanting to protect them. And children now are seeing the impacts of climate change uh, more than, you know, any any generation or any, any group has before. And so we're seeing them with fires in Australia and out west in the United States. We're seeing flooding. Um, we're seeing hurricanes. We're seeing things. I recently spoke at an event um, where it was just a bunch of different community members all coming together. And there was no political focus. It was just let's learn about climate change and what to expect. And, you know, I talked about how in North Carolina, we have a new tick that's bringing new diseases that we never saw before. Mosquitoes that are bringing West Nile that we never saw before here. We have armadillos this year in North Carolina for the first time ever. You know, there's other impacts that we're seeing that we just need to sort of keep our eyes open, have the conversations and connect the dots. um, So we know we're not alone. And that our children who can't necessarily always speak for themselves that we they know that we are that we're working to protect them well one thing that i really respect about this organization is the work that they're doing to advance public policy and that is such a groundbreaking um uh feature now of so many organizations of actually having a platform and being able to uh, try to advance these public policies because so many are archaic. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of sharing these stories. And so I've been making a new film and a big part of it is the listening. And so making sure that doctors and nurses and medical professionals have an opportunity in the office to listen to the children, to listen to the adults and to know, you know, what what where they live. Do they live near a highway? Do they live in an area where the forest fires have been blowing the the bad air quality? Um, and so when they're doing that listening and they're having the opportunity to really hear the stories and then connect the dots, they can take those stories to policymakers so that they know what's happening to their constituents. They know what's happening in their communities and they can work to pass policies that protect them. Well, a common theme that we have heard uh, throughout our series, Dana, is about the storytelling. That's such a big part of it. That's it. It, yes. it is. Being able to get in front of people and have them uh, honestly and authentically, again, with no agenda, but to tell their story. Another one of my partners for this film effort is Laura Hope Gill, who has a project called Narrative Healthcare. And she actually works with doctors and nurses and, and healthcare professionals on how to listen and how to tell their stories in a, in a different kind of way um, that not only helps to heal communities, but helps to heal the doctors as well, because we can't heal our communities without making sure that our healers are also healed. It's so much a, a sense of perception that 
our perceptions have been the same for generations. Yeah. And now we are seeing such uh, dramatic shifts in so many different areas. And really, how are those shifts affecting the people who are living in these communities? And that's where your work is coming in, getting kind of on the front lines and being able to to help and give support. Oh, it's just it's such an honor. I'm so grateful to be able to do this climate listening project work where I'm going out and able to really listen to people, really listen to them where they are. And I've had an opportunity in the past to listen to the people impacted by climate change and to listen to people working on solutions in different ways. And so this really this focus on the healers, this focus on the health care community is is an angle that to me is so powerful. And I'm just I'm so honored to go out and listen to them. And just like just like anybody out there, they also have this desire to share their story, to be heard and not to get into that day to day grind where so many of us, you know, we're not able to be listened to. And so it's it's really nice to be able to be that person that's out there listening. That is that is my favorite part of all of this. And to really be able to unite new partners, yes. to be able to bring in new people and really uh, up the impact. That's the power of listening. You know, it brings the love. It really does. It brings the power. It brings the solutions. When we're really listening to each other, we can do anything. And I think when people start to recognize that these are people just like them, yes, they're telling their stories, they are way more apt to get on board. Yes, you find those connections, you know, and and that is, you know, that is where those divides dissolve away. It is. And Dana, so as we move through the show today, we're going to be bringing Veronica, uh, she'll be calling in from Raleigh. Yeah, Raleigh, North Carolina, Veronica Butcher um, will be joining us from uh, Mothers and Others for Clean Air. Well, I'm excited to be talking to them, and and I'm so grateful, and I say this every show, uh, to the work that you're doing, the partnerships that you continue to create uh, as I follow you and and the Climate Listening Project. You're always out there kind of, you connect the dots, (laughs) and that makes such a big impact. Thank you for listening. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here with Dana Ruggiero. We are continuing our Speaking of Travel and Climate Listening Project series. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog. Rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Prestige Subaru. On the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. At Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, we believe every city has a story to tell. We tell ours from the rooftops. 
Christmas. Join us and take your holiday parties and family reunions to new heights this holiday season. Be a part of the story and celebrate with the ones you love. We will create a custom-designed private rooftop experience just for your group. We'll even pick you up at your location. Plan now for your holiday activities with us. Call 828-774-7785 or visit us at AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here in the studio today with my partner here in the Speaking of Travel and Climate Listening Project series, Dana Regera. Dana, welcome. Thank you so much, Marilyn. I just love our monthly uh, uh Series. I love you for doing this good work and sharing the sustainable travel and green travel and, you know, that whole side of things um, and how how we can really adapt and deal with the climate impacts that we're seeing. But also some I think we give some good tips, too. I was just going to say we give tips and solutions that people can do. Mm. I've over the over the course of the year, I've planted seeds to attract more wildlife in my oh. backyard. I've cut down on my use of uh, paper. Thank uh, you so much. <laughs> I'm going to cry. It's true. <laughs> so there's just so much work yet to be done. And our guest today, oh. Veronica Butcher, who is with uh, Mothers and Others for Clean Air, I know is a good friend of yours. I'm really excited. Veronica, thank you so much for joining us on Speaking of Travel today. Oh, Marilyn, Dana, thank you so much for having me. I always, uh, I'm such a fan of Dana's and the work she's doing. I've been following the podcast for a while. So thrilled to be be here for the conversation today. You're just so amazing. I'm in, you know, in addition to just being one of my favorite people, I'm I'm just so inspired always by the work that you're doing and the ways that you engage with the community in North Carolina and around the Southeast and even just inspiring people across the country as well. Thank you so much for all the good work that you do. Well, thank you, Dana. Well, you know, it's really a team effort. You can't do this type of work alone and there's so many people being affected by air pollution, and it's just not getting the conversation um, that we need to have. So thank you for making space and time for us to, to shine the light on this. And especially traveling, you know, when Dana and I were talking about this, thinking about as you travel around in your world and on vacations and things like that, you know, it's not something you always think about, but you're always being exposed to, no matter where you are. Yes. Well, Veronica, I want to find out a little bit about you. I know that you've had many years of advocacy and policy experience on both the national and state levels. Tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, Well, I grew up in western North Carolina, um, just outside of Asheville, uh, but I've spent my adult years down in in Raleigh. Um, I started... um, my career in advocacy working in the violence against women's movement and then moved over to environmental work um, about 15 years ago. And then I was appointed and very honored to serve the first female governor of North Carolina as her energy and environment advisor for a number of years. Um, Since the administration, um, I had a a little boy and Mm. for the last seven years, I've been 
running my own consulting firm and working only with groups who were addressing um, climate change and air pollution, mainly from a mom's perspective, which is how Dana and I met. So really, um, for the last couple years, trying to help lift up the voices that we don't often hear from um, in the communities, like the medical professionals and the moms and the kids who are being directly impacted by this work. And unfortunately, there's just so many uh, Mm -hmm. who are being affected, and there's so much work to do. Give us an idea of what Mothers and Others for Clean Air does, and, and, uh, you know, what... What are you looking at from the ground floor to really make more impact and and change? Well, we really are trying to create what I call a purple lane in politics for children's health issues, uh, especially when it comes to air pollution and climate change, because... When you're rushing your kid to the ER at 3 a.m., you don't care if it's a Republican or a Democrat or a Tea Party or Green Party person who's treating your child at the hospital. You just want them to be able to breathe. And what's happened is we've really allowed the media and social media to polarize an issue that doesn't see political party. It affects everyone. So at Mother's Center for Clean Air, we're really trying to create a space where we have these expert tables of public health and medical professionals who are seeing this and living this on a daily basis, the parents and the caretakers. And we use the term caretaker very intentionally because there are a lot of people, you know, not just children with asthma, but, you know, adults suffering from COPD and other respiratory issues who are being affected and and their family and the caretakers are being affected as well. And then the teachers, because the children are spending most of their time at school. Indoor air quality is something that does not get enough of a conversation either. Indoor air quality can actually be worse than outdoor air quality. So when we think about what our kids are being exposed to from the time they leave our homes, getting on a diesel bus, traveling to school, inhaling that diesel emissions, then going into the school, you know, what cleaning products are we using? Is the school located within, you know, a quarter of a mile of a major highway? Are there industrial facilities down, you know, upwind of it where the children are being exposed to, you know, air around there? So our goal is really to raise awareness increase, you know, just this basic public understanding of what do we mean by air pollution? How is it affecting your child's physical and mental health? And how is it affecting their school scores? And in the Southeast in particular, it's been a very siloed um, community. There's a lot of different groups working kind of in different niches. And so we are working through uh, the creation. We just created the Healthy Air Alliance of the Southeast. And we are going to be, over the next year, pulling out of the silos all of these different folks who are in the academic science community, the medical community, the parent and youth and teacher communities, and bringing them together for listening sessions, education and training to really start to move the Southeast in a better direction when it comes to air pollution. 
That's so wonderful. You know, as I've been filming with Mothers and Others for Clean Air, I had a chance to meet Dr. Birdsong, who is on the, one of the advisors and is doing such important work in educating doctors and, and surgeons and physicians and nurses and medical students around the Southeast with Mothers and Others for Clean Air. And she talked to me about the climate and air pollution loop and how, for example, on really hot days, it actually makes that air pollution density that those impacts worse. And so they see more emergency room visits with the children. And the the allergies are not seasonal like they used to be. Um, And so this work that you're doing, um, bringing these conversations into this healthcare community, um, just so that the conversations can happen, so that the listening and the storytelling can happen. It's been an honor to, to join that journey and to see that and to be at a grand rounds and to see that work happening. Thank you so much for that work that you're doing. Well, thank you for for shining a light on it. And for for those who don't know, uh, you know, Dana filming a grand round training in a hospital setting, that's where the hospital basically requires their staff to come and sit for professional development training. So for us to be able to go into a hospital setting to do an in-depth training for these medical professionals on how air pollution is affecting the physical and mental health is is very important and hasn't been happening on the scale that we actually need it to happen. There's doctors that have been in practice for 20, 30 years and have never gone through a training or had a class on the impact of air pollution on their on their health. And one of the doctors you filmed, um, Dr. Hartley at Piedmont, you know, he'd been practicing for a number of years, and it wasn't until he came to one of our events last fall that he connected the dots that he needed to be looking at what is the air quality projections and how he recommends management and care for his patients. Veronica, this is so important, what you're doing. And, you know, so much of our uh, perception is outdated and just it's not that it is outdated. It's just it's just old. It's, it's old. old. <laughs> and I want to be sure that people know how they can get more information about your organization. Sure. Yeah. Well, we, of course, have a website. So mothers and others for cleanair.org. Um, we also have a Facebook page and Twitter, which our medical education advisor, uh, Dr. Ann Mellinger Birdsong, who Dana has been following around filming, is the one who is constantly posting the latest research that um, is out there on these issues and um, things that are coming up that you can engage on. She tracks what's going on on Congress and EPA and things like that. Um, and I would also say we have toolkits on our website uh, with tips on things that you can do every day um, in your life. Um, I, I would recommend if you're concerned about air quality and you don't already have one of the air quality apps, there's a number of them out there. Um, there is airnow.gov, which well, hold is a website. That, hold, Veronica, we're going to go to break. When you come back, let's go through that list so people can get some apps on their phone and be able to follow you more. We'll be back after the break. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel with Dana Ruggiero and Veronica Butcher here. We'll be right back.
Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Hi, I'm Kay Bentley of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Want to experience that Asheville vibe from the sky? Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours offers up the best views of the city and the best way to see them on a -a one-of-a-kind guided rooftop tour. Enjoy history, award-winning rooftop bars, spectacular and mountain city views, along with van-chauffeured transportation. Tours are offered year-round, rain or shine, with covered and heated rooftop areas. Come sip and see the city from a bird's-eye view with us. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Every story has its beginning, a starting point from which it wanders the long and winding road, weaving its way toward the final word. It is on this road where the greatest moments often lie, where memories are made, lessons are learned, and where experiences can be valued forever. Each story is a journey, blind to what lies ahead and conditioned by the road behind. While the destination may or may not be known, each journey is unique, unfolding in the moment and defined by those at the wheel. Regardless of where your journey takes you, it remains yours to create. Embrace the journey. Find your ride at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and it is time to catch up with our fellow traveler, Doc Lawrence, as he takes us along the Gourmet Highway. And today, Doc is in Monticello, Florida, along the Spanish Trace. Hey, Doc, you must be feeling pretty laid back in this little unique piece of heaven. Hello, Marilyn. After all the celebrations in Tampa's Ybor City, with the wonderful vibes from the great dining at fine restaurants with gypsy dancers, I still wanted to stay in Florida. And I wound up here in North Florida in the lovely city of Monticello. It's important to note, Marilyn, that while the city is named after Thomas Jefferson's home of Monticello, it's pronounced very differently. You know, there's a Cairo, Georgia, and a Cairo, Egypt, that kind of thing. The first thing you notice as you drive into this wonderful town is perhaps America's most beautiful courthouse. Nearby is the Monticello Opera House, and there are shops, coffee houses, and restaurants that have that Mayberry feel. You know, friendly, clean, great value, wholesome food. The beautiful old mansions, some antebellum, line the ancient streets. Some are renowned B&Bs, and I'm staying in one of them. One of my favorite places to visit in the Sunshine State is Golden Acres. It's a ranch where Bobby and Fred Golden raise grass-fed lambs and goats and make Mayhall jelly. Mayhall jelly, you ask? Well, one taste of this fruit in a jelly on a buttered homemade biscuit and you're hooked for life, Marilyn. Pass those biscuits, please. Clear spring water flows through the two rivers here, making canoeing and paddling a genuine tourist attraction year-round. And again, going back to the old opera house, it was built when craftsmanship meant everything was done by hand. They tell me that a whisper on stage, Marilyn, can be heard in the back of the balcony. Marilyn, the Spanish Trace, North America's oldest road, still remains here. 
and I was led to it years ago on Ted Turner's Avalon Plantation. 500 years old and still usable with some ancient Spanish mansions discovered nearby and preserved. Wine in Florida? You bet. I just left Monticello Vineyards with a bottle of fabulous Florida Red, which I'm going to share at dinner tonight. Monticello is very close to Thomasville, but it has the distinctive Sunshine State flavor. It's a top Florida destination, and for good reason. Tonight, Maryland, I'm joining dear friends Tom and Lisa Nelson in nearby Tallahassee's Cypress Restaurant. Gosh, I wish you could be with us. It's a chance to break bread with owners Elizabeth and David Gwynn, two of the gourmet leaders of the Sunshine State, and devour some Florida delicacies designed by them, like pecan-smoked duck breast and crab-stuffed bacon-wrapped shrimp and grits. Ease your heart out. Of course, there'll be some Jack Daniels on hand to be shared with everybody at the table. We're Maryland. I think that's about all for now. I need to run, go get dressed, and make that 26-mile drive over to Tallahassee. So for now, for Maryland Ball, and speaking of travel, this is Doc Lawrence on the Gourmet Highway in fabulous, romantic, lovely Monticello, Florida, saying I hope to see you soon in your hometown. Well, Doc, I'm ready to relax myself and enjoy Monticello, so why don't we meet up there sometime? And remember, travel slowly. You can follow Doc's journey on the Gourmet Highway by visiting thegourmethighway.com. I'm here in the studio today with Dana Ruggiero. We're continuing our Speaking of Travel Climate Listening Project series. Dana, we have Veronica Butcher with us today from Raleigh. She's with Mothers and Others for Clean Air. And Veronica, before the break, we were talking about how people can get more information. You were I hated to cut you off, but we were talking about some <laughs> some apps that you were going to recommend. Would you mind fill us, filling us in on some of these um Ways that we as as um, just regular folks, regular folks <laughs> and parents and uh, others who are concerned can get more information. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, from the lens of traveling, too, I thought about a couple of different things that would be helpful for people. You know, the apps are great if you're concerned about air quality, if you have somebody in your family that has asthma or a respiratory health issue, or even if you don't, it's just good to know what are you breathing when you're traveling around the country. Airnow.gov is a website um, that the government has that you can go and check what, you know, what the air quality is. And there's a number of apps. I'm not going to endorse a particular app, <laughs> but you can go on your app phone on your store and um, look and see which one fits you the most to see what the forecasts are for the air quality in your area. And when you're traveling, you know, there's a lot of different things. Uh, You know, Dana mentioned earlier, we have a longer allergy and asthma season now. And that's because the seasons have shifted because of climate change. So it's staying warmer longer. Plants are blooming and staying in bloom longer or blooming earlier. Um, so if you're traveling around, depending on where you are, you're going to be exposed to different types of pollens. Um, 
in addition, you know, with climate change, we're seeing more climate emergencies and disasters. So wildfires, which are just in the news nonstop, it seems like now, you know, you never know when you're going to be in a certain part of the country. If there's a wildfire going, these apps and um, airnow.gov can show you, show you that. Um, and then, you know, a lot of people aren't aware that our federal lands, there's a lot of oil and gas development that happens on federal lands. And those um, practices, there's a lot of methane emissions and other emissions from those um, production facilities. So you could think you're out in the middle of nowhere enjoying nature and breathing clean air, but actually be within a downwind range of a facility that could be emitting um, things that aren't good for you to breathe. Um, you know, a couple other tips that I wanted to share with folks is to think about when you're traveling or even in your day-to-day life, try not to idle your car. You're going to save money on gas, first of all. But second of all, you're the one breathing that. There's a lot of research that's been done about um, the emissions we breathe. Um, there's a researcher on our board of directors at, at Georgia State University who's done some research in Atlanta, putting air monitors in people's car during rush hour. Um, so just want to encourage you to, to turn your car off, even if you're in the line at the bank, if there's only one car in front of you at the drive through especially at schools, turn your vehicle off because car idling has become such a problem, um, particularly in carpool lines at larger schools where carpool lines can be up to 45 minutes or more. Um, when you're traveling to take into consideration if you're going to rent a vehicle, try to rent electric or hybrid vehicles. And if you're going to do an RV, you know, be aware of generators. Generators can emit a lot of different types of um, emissions. And if you've got somebody with a respiratory illness, um, you want to be aware of that. You know, everyone kind of thinks of campfires um, when you're, like, traveling around and camping and things like that. But a lot of people don't talk about um, the generators. Mm. Oh, my goodness. It's so true. And in the little lungs, the children, you know, they're they're more impacted than us. Right. And also the elderly. But but we need to be thinking about, you know, how we can all take care of our children. But if you have children, there's there's risks out there, you know, and so those are some really good tips to pay attention to. Um, Veronica, how can people find your information? So if you go to Mothers and Others uh, for Clean Air dot org, you can find us there and on Facebook and Twitter as well. Well, Veronica, I I'm just really amazed that there's just so many resources now. Uh, in the past, the conversations weren't even out there. To uh, I I don't think that it was even in people's perception or or awareness of all the just kind of scary stuff that's out there. And now, given that, as you said, things are changing, the climate is changing, and and there's just so much more that we need to know, I just want to thank you, too, for for leading the way to advance the public policy, to to fight to improve the air quality, um, to help reduce the, the effects of air pollution on public health, and and especially the children's health. When we come back, I'd like to talk to you a little bit more about uh, just what you all have been doing over over the time you've been together. You There's just so much that you are doing to lead the way, and, and I want to thank you 
Veronica and Dana for bringing Veronica on. Yay. This is so great. You always bring in so many guests. <laughs> well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel, and today is the Speaking of Travel Climate Listening Project series. We continue with Veronica Butcher. I'm excited to be here to talk about mothers and others for clean air. Hi, I'm Kay Bentley of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours offers up the best views of the city and the best way to see them. Experience that Asheville vibe from the sky on a one-of-a-kind guided rooftop tour. You'll enjoy history, award-winning rooftop bars, spectacular mountain and city views, along with van-chauffeured transportation. Tours are offered daily, year-round, rain or shine, with covered and heated rooftop areas. Don't miss the excitement. Come sip and see the city from a bird's-eye view with us. For more, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit FlyAVL.com to plan your next trip. It's crisp, it's clean, it's cool, and it's here. Fall is in the air. While the brisk breeze billows through the kaleidoscope of colors cascading across the mountains, there is no better time to get out and explore the breathtaking beauty that our backyard has to offer. Adventure is the name of the game, and what better to kick off in than a symmetrical all-wheel drive Subaru to take you through whatever terrain you wish to tackle. Adventure is waiting, and the choice is yours. Discover the beauty of all-wheel drive at Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road, Nashville, or visit us online at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter. And Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here in the studio today with Dana Ruggiero from the Climate Listening Project, and we're... Uh, we're into another month now, Dana, of putting together our Speaking of Travel Climate Listening Project series. It's hard to believe it's been a year almost. I know. I've just been so honored to be a guest on your show for a few years now. I always say that. Like, no, but we started a few years ago. But really, you know, every month having an opportunity to bring guests on and doing this Speaking of Travel Climate Listening Project series um, is is just such an honor. And being able to reach these iHeart radio audiences with this good information and these good solutions that really can provide some hope in our changed climate. Absolutely. So thank you. You're welcome. And and also these tips and solutions. And I did want to just kind of let everybody know that if when you go on the Speaking of Travel website, which is speakingoftravel.net, there is a drop-down menu with the Speaking of Travel Climate Listening Project series. With all the conversations that Dana and I've had in 2019, they're all there. You can just click and you have the audio. You can listen to it anytime, anywhere in the whole wide world. There's a description. There's some pictures so that you can go through and learn so much. And at the end of the year, you can say, wow, look at all of these solutions that I am going to contribute to. So be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website. That's speakingoftravel.net. Well, I'm excited to have Veronica Butcher here with us talking about mothers and others for clean air. And Veronica, you were 
you were talking before the break about um, just how much there is that we all need to learn. And I'd like you to talk a little bit about uh, what you're doing right now and some of the ways that you are helping to make change happen. Well, yes, thank you for the opportunity to talk about our work in the Southeast. You know, we are very focused, as I said before, on raising awareness and education. This film that Dana is currently um, making in partnership with us, highlighting the stories of the public health and medical professionals who are, you know, treating these children and, and, and working with these parents on a daily basis. Uh, when that film is complete, this Uh, In 2020, we'll be hosting screenings, and Dana's going to be putting together a really easy-to-use, plug-and-play screening toolkit so anyone can take the film and show it at their church or at their PTA meeting, civic group, to help us raise awareness. And what we want to make sure happens is that people really start to connect the dots and understand that the number one reason in the Southeast medical reason why kids miss school is because of asthma. So when kids are missing school, parents are missing work, and we're, it's a, this loop, as Dana talked about before, that continues to happen over and over again. So what can we do to fix that? Well, retrofitting existing school buses that are diesel is one way to do that so that we're reducing the amount of diesel pollution coming out of existing school buses. We, this is work we, we've done over the years with Mothers and Others um, all the way back to 2010 in the Southeast. The other thing we can do is start to really encourage our school systems to buy electric school buses when they buy new buses. Just let's move away from the diesel buses. We know how bad they are for our kids. We know that it's hurting their school scores and their mental health and physical health. The last thing is we need to think about how are we building schools and where are we building schools? And do we really need to build them so large? Because when you build a large school and you have hundreds, even sometimes a thousand kids or more in a school, especially when we talk about high schools, that means you have a very large number of vehicles traveling to that school, idling in the carpool lane, and creating congestion and air pollution problems, usually in a part of town that didn't have that problem before. And if we could think instead about, could we break these schools up and make build smaller schools spread out, which makes it easier for transportation and congestion issues, but we also can reduce those idle times in the carpool lanes. So we're really focused on working in partnership with the Georgia PTA in 2020 to work within the PTA system to develop a model for how we can address these issues and educate parents and start to move the needle in the Southeast on some of these issues. Oh, thank you so much, Veronica. That is just so powerful. And I love also on your website, which I think you mentioned before, these toolkits for action for community members, but also for doctors and medical professionals um, about also, you know, all the ways to take action, but also how to tell stories, how to listen and share the stories that you're hearing, share your story with policymakers for real change, right? Yeah, and we're going to be ha- uh, holding training sessions um, in 2020 where we're just doing basic, like, how do you talk to an elected official? How do you share your story? How do you listen to the elected decision makers? Not just elected, because, you know, when we talk about 
changing how we do things in the school system, there's a lot of decision makers that aren't elected. There are school system employees, facilities managers, the fleet managers, you know, people who are employees of the school system that need to be educated. And we need every parent or, you know, or anyone who has, a, you know, been affected by air pollution and their child is being affected by air pollution when they leave home and go to school needs to be sharing their stories with the school administrators so we can really begin to move the needle. And Dana, you shared a very powerful story that you heard during filming from one of our doctors in Atlanta about a a boy who had severe asthma and as a result of, you know, being managed very well during elementary school of not being sent outside too early to the school bus, was able to go through elementary school years just fine and manage his asthma fine. But as he got older, you know, there was less, you know, care and oversight of is he outside too early around the school buses. And he actually died from a severe asthma attack, you know, as a result of diesel exposure. And I think that these are the stories that people aren't hearing about on a regular basis. And this, this is a kid's laying down their life and every day suffering with asthma attacks because of a problem we have created and we know how to solve it. And it's just having the willpower and the leadership in our communities to make these changes to improve our kids' health. You send your, you know, I have a seven-year-old little boy. When I put him on the bus to go to school, I'm trusting his care and his well-being to the school system. But I also need to know that they are coming from a place of education and knowledge. And they're, they're inundated with so many other issues right now that we need parents and teachers and the youth themselves lifting up their story so that we can really begin to make some positive changes for their health. That's the biggest thing I've heard in this listening tour, filming the doctors and the nurses, you know, that 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 boy, you know, his story in particular really shines a light on that need for storytelling and also the need for listening when the school nurses, all of the administration at the school, the parents, the doctors, everybody is working together when a community is working together and really listening, paying attention to the air quality, paying attention to the forest fires and the hurricanes and the way those change things and and really communicating with each other. Also, where do you live? Do you live by a highway? You know, is there mold in your home and working together and working together? That is where the solutions are. That boy that 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 boy was lost because that that storytelling and that listening unfortunately was broken down elementary school it was there and one of the nurses that we listened to nurse johnny who is based in a school in atlanta she talks about her job not being a school nurse but being a connector being a resource somebody to listen to parents and say oh maybe we need to get this person involved or that person involved or we need a lawyer involved i mean like she's working in an ecosystem to support Support these children, and and that's what you all are bringing is this these resources that are so needed for these communities and this education. And I thank you so much for being that connector. And Veronica, how can we get more information about the organization and be able to uh, raise our own awareness? Well, we have uh, email updates that we send out. So if you go to our website, there's a big, at the top of the page, sign up for our updates. 
Um, so please do that and, uh, you know, follow us online. We are going to be um, doing trainings next year, so you will send out event notices for you to come and join us. Um, we're going to be building an online training portal, so you can keep an eye out on our website for these online trainings of how you can make a difference and also on, on the issue. What's the website URL? org. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Veronica, thank you so much for being a part of our Speaking of Travel and Climate Listening Project series. Go out and, and continue doing this great work. And and thank you so much to you and, and to all the people who you're working with. Thank we you. look forward to following you. Thank you both, Marilyn and Dana, so much for having me and for for helping us get the word out. We really appreciate it. All right. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel here with Dana Ruggiera. This is a great week to pay attention. You know, go on the website for Mothers and Others for Clean Air. Look at your children. Remember, these are this is the future. We want to make sure that the information is uh, is spread. Life is short. Don't postpone joy. 